I'm Bran, and you're listening to the Bearded Lazy episode 2. This week, Joel and I discuss Damien Gerardo's 50-state tour, Dreamhack Atlanta, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Greenhouses. Stick around and you'll hear what we have to say about all of those things. First of all, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Damien Gerardo. <laughs> Damien is one of my favorite singer-songwriters from the Puget Sound area. Okay. Seattle, Washington. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar. He um, started out in local hardcore bands, and like a lot of guys that are singer-songwriters now, acoustic instrumentalist, instrumentalist a lot of the time. Yeah. Seems like they, they really started in the harder punk scene. And he's um, just just terribly, terribly sad songs, and I, I love them. Oh, they're just, just awfully sad songs. And the song Medication... He's uh, begging for the for God to take his brother's life because he's so mentally ill and he's suffering and in and out of help, in and out of like the ward. Yeah, Damien Gerardo, yeah. right? Am I saying that right? You are. Okay. What? Okay, I'm pretty familiar. I'm not like a fanatic or whatever about it, but like I'm pretty familiar with the Puget Sound area. Shout out to Bremerton, Washington. Moved to Bremerton because apparently that's where people who don't want to be near me go. <laughs> just got deep and dark, just yeah, like a just, just like a Damien Gerardo song. Yeah, okay, I'm, so I'm keeping up. I'm see, I'm with the I'm with the vibe. I'm with the Gerardo vibe. What hardcore acts or what like musical acts besides his solo project now would I maybe know him from? He was in the most recent years. He was highlighted uh, accompanying Moby on one of his songs that came out. So Moby? He, Moby asked wow. him to sing and, and play guitar on one of the, I don't know if it was the whole album, but I think it was at least one song. Yeah. And he made, Damien was on TV. He did all the late night shows when Moby did his circuit um, promoting his newest album or bad album. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's well respected in okay. the community. Yeah. He's friends with, like, Lou from Gasoline Heart and, what's the guy's name from the Pedro the Lion? David Bazan. David Bazan. He's. I only even know that from you. Yeah, it's I, weird yeah. that you couldn't think of it. Yeah, <laughs> and so he, he's really friends with David Bazan. And David yeah. Bazan, speaking of, um, started what Damien's. I don't know if he started, but I think I, he made me familiar with it. He started touring the country and doing small venues and people's homes. Yeah. So I saw um, David most recently in a house in Athens where we all just sat on the floor. They pushed all the furniture out. Mm-hmm. We all just sat on the floor, and he played to a room of like 30, 40 people. Yeah. It, was, it was fucking great. And we had beer with him after and hung out, and he talked to everybody. And it was just like, this is the thing I do, but it's not like all who I am. I'm actually a dude. I'm a person, and, and you kind of get a feel for that. Well, Damien is doing this upcoming tour, is the 50-state tour. Mm-hmm. So he's, I believe he's spending a week in every state. Yeah, I think seven shows in every state. Wow. It's going to take a tight. while. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. But that's a smart idea if you're trying to, like, you know, hit all the locales instead of requiring people to hit up the metro areas. For or sure. Like their, you know, their capitals or bigger, bigger metro cities and shit. You just go, no problem. I'll just tour the state. I won't do, you know, I won't think bigger on that U.S. tour. I'll start to go micro. Exactly. And he's tight. cutting out Ticketmaster. Because they fucking steal from you, you know. He's cutting out all the big bullshit, yeah. And it's just—it's very reasonable. It's like 10, 15 bucks at the door. You get 
he's got merch or whatever. It's very small. He just does it on his own, him and a guitar. Mm. So it's, I dig it, man. It's community-based. It's, you know, you guys are the people that buy my music. I'm going to come play for you. Right. And we're going to cut all the ancillary nonsense out. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm real into it. I've seen Gasoline Heart. He hasn't done house shows that I've been to, but he does like Purgatory, Rippa, uh, The Masquerade. But yeah. he, he did Purgatory, a little side stage there. Past couple times I've seen him, and he's done it by himself. He'll come with just a guitar. The Gasoline Heart's a full band. Yeah. But he, Lewis just comes down with a guitar and, and sings the songs himself and gets drunk with us, and it's great. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's like so dedicated to the like musician lifestyle the musician ethos is to say like even without my band you know if i want to fucking go tour with my songs i will and if you know i'm the one who's got the time or i'm the one who's interested in doing it maybe i don't go home to a job like the rest of my band does maybe i'm the one who's just like all right guys well i'll be on the road so y'all can just fly out you know whenever blah 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 and we'll meet up and do the band tour lou actually leaves a business at home that's running the whole time while he's out doing the tour and stuff what he has Where? A, he's a move in new york city it's Lou Moves You, or it's Sweet Lou Moves You. <laughs> it's a moving company, and he employs a lot of musicians and a lot of just street rats hanging out all, all around town. Mm-hmm. Those are his dudes, and he runs crews. He owns vans, and nice. and that goes on. He's got two twins. I think they're like a year old now, a wife at home. So he's still somehow balancing this, hey, I play rock and roll music all around the country, but also... I'm a business owner, and he's out there hustling, moving people himself. He's not the guy that just sits that's in the so office. Tight. Yeah, he's not just an owner, owner-operator instead, right? Yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah, that's cool. That is a little different than what I was describing then, because I was thinking of the person who's kind of like, you know, subscri- like resigned themselves or subscribed themselves to the fucking like rock and roll lifestyle ethos thing, where it's like, you know, I'm on tour all the time. That's my life. Like, I don't have a home. I, like, those are the people I've kind of seen in in the different like indie music scenes and punk rock scenes and stuff that I've been around that are the the like sometimes solo sometimes band acts it's, it's yeah. usually like the vocalist that's like I don't have a home to go to the road is my home or like whatever shit but for somebody to be able to do it like and be like yeah I run a business and I have a fucking family like you're like so you're either it's I multiplicity negative. yes it's gotta be absolutely Dude, if you haven't seen Multiplicity, you're fucking up. I'm just going to go there. I'm going there. You're yeah. fucking up. Obscure early 90s movie reference. Mm-hmm. Check. Right, yeah, we don't have in to the do bag. That. Yeah, we don't have to do that again this this podcast. <laughs> Good, we handled it. Yeah, shit's been handled. Where are we going to see Damien Gerardo? I haven't the foggiest. He's coming to Georgia. Okay. Because, you know, we're one of the 50 states. Yes. Probably going to play <laughs> seven shows while he's here. Yeah, man. We're so. pretty centrally located, so I might go to more than one, to be honest with you. Damien Live is amazing. Last time I saw him was at Eddie's Attic. Oh, heard. And my feet were, my buddy Chase got us seats to where we had a table, and my feet were literally on the stage while he was 10 feet from me singing. It was Sick. just fucking beautiful. Yeah. I dig it. Well, so maybe we'll go to a couple then. Yeah, we can go, like, if he plays Atlanta, Athens. Yeah, like, he'll definitely duh. do that. Yeah, right, and he will, right. And then maybe even, like, what if he goes and plays Douglasville? Or if he goes to Central Georgia, like Macon area, Macon area, he'll probably hit um, Mm -hmm. Milledgeville. Yeah, for the college, right? And uh, what's the other one um, that's fucking where the seven, not the seven venues, because that's Douglasville. Because that's Douglasville. Augusta. 
Yeah. But then you have Augusta still, and there's like a pretty good it's a scene big out swimmer, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a scene. Yeah, it's ass scene. That's true. Ass scene. Just like the fucking scene in uh, McDonough. I was like, what's the one people call dumpster something? That's where I was going in my head. <laughs> McDonough. McDonough. I remember playing like shows with my band in McDonough, and I was like. There's a scene, I, I didn't realize it, but there's a scene here. I mean... Because there's nothing else. That's not necessarily a good thing. I'm not a fan. Listen, if you're listening to this fucking podcast, man, I'm, I should find the old clip. We did a clip on our first episode that got cut, y'all. I'll just talk about it now. Fuck it. Um, where we... Joel and I addressed, like, some of the musical scenes that we've grown up in. I've grown up with a lot of hardcore bands um, in my life, personally. Here's the deal. That fucking metalcore, karate kick and mosh bullshit is not my jam. So if it's your jam, you're not going to enjoy listening to me talk about music almost ever. Um, And I'm not going to apologize for it, because that was seriously a stupid fucking time in music scenes, and I hated it. I just just hate that you have to, you go to a show looking for an excuse to hurt someone. I'm just not down with that action. I can still vibe on some of that music, but that scene is trash, and, and I don't abide that. Yeah, I'm just saying, I had to, wow, I just had to throw that out there. We're, fortunately, it doesn't sound like we're going to go see that almost at all with Damien Trotter. No, 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 Like, no, no, no. it's going to be real chill, acoustic, right? Yeah. Super indie style? Yeah, okay. way, way. That'll be fine. Way? Way. Like, way? Way out there. Okay. <laughs> way. You just kept way, brand. Way. way. <laughs> it's going to be way out there. All right, cool. So I'll right. uh, assign you some homework. For this next week, you're yep. gonna you're gonna have to listen to um, a playlist of Damien Gerardo mm-hmm. that I will curate and give you where he came from, and then he's yeah. kind of far out there now. He's uh, the last several albums have been produced by Richard Swift, and he's kind of spacey, kind of psychedelic. Oh shit! A lot okay. of reverb oh, on it. Oh my god! It's I'm way. Let me tell you, way, <laughs> way into it. Mm-hmm. Clay Jones, if you listen to this, you're wrong about the Richard Swift albums. They're yeah, wonderful. Calling you out by name, first and last. It's the full government. Yep. CDJ. Yeah, get with it. Also, we love you if you're listening. We love you if you aren't. but Yeah, I mean, we love you regardless. But if you're listening, just know that. Fourth wall. Cool. So Damien Gerardo, at some point this summer, we're going to go see him maybe more than once. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's going to get weird. It's so going to get hype. I'm going to drink probably some beers. We'll have some beers. Okay, I, cool. I drink PBR when I go see those things. It's probably widely available. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I drink it, because yeah. it's widely available. It's like a dollar. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck it, right? At those shows, they're just like, we brought 8,000 of them. There's like 40 people here. So. Some of them aren't as warm as others. Would you like one? There's <laughs> <laughs> a tiering system for the refrigeration. They cycle them. They're always <laughs> cycling them in and out. It's, it's all That's equally. economical. Yeah, see? Go check out Damien Gerardo's music uh, on the internet. He's the kind of dude where I, it sounds like if you just Google his name, his stuff will come up. So I'm not, I don't have liner notes and shit to give you all on <laughs> on where to go. Just go. I think if you've never him searched him on Spotify, he's the third Damien down. <laughs> oh shit, are you serious? He's not even the first one. No, well, Damien Rice is the thing in the world. Okay, that's fair. Not that I'll ever listen to, but. I just get mad when I see his name when I'm looking for Damien Gerardo. <laughs> there should be only one. Damien Gerardo, if you ever happen upon this, cut Damien Rice's head off. Yeah. He'll absorb his listeners. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but first, you have to be trained by Sean Connery. So go seek him out. He'll still be alive. Don't worry. Whatever, yeah. whatever this is. Sean Connery will help you learn how to decapitate 
Damien Rice. Wow, that's a strange message for us to give to our listeners today. Yeah, it's okay though. It's all true. We're not fabricating any of this. Speaking of fabricate, aren't you going to be part of? <laughs> what a shitty segue. <laughs> but, but but again, speaking of fabricating. Aren't you going to be part of a crew for this event coming up soon? Yeah, I am. What's the What's the event? <laughs> uh, so DreamHack is this uh, event that I volunteered to work with this year. They're doing one in, in Atlanta. We're doing like four around the country this year. Um, and one's in Atlanta. And now that I'm streaming a little bit, um, I kind of like got plugged in. Hello, pun intended. Um... I got kind of connected with some of these folks that are doing the DreamHack volunteer coordination. So I like hit them up, found out that they're looking to like build teams, and you get like a top five preference list because there's fucking a thousand teams. I mean, this event is huge. Okay. There's four around the country this year. It's been going on since like 1994. It starts in started in Sweden. It's like a big Swedish land festival. Okay. Um, and uh, since its inception, like in the mid 90s or whatever. Um, where it started in like a school basement, like with Jeez. just some enthusiasts. Now there are four happening in just America this year, and there are like other ones happening in other fucking countries. How many people are expected to attend the one? Uh, the one here in Atlanta, I think, so far has an uh, attendance of like twenty five hundred, three thousand people, or something like that. That's a lot of Cat Five. That's so much fucking Cat Five wire. I'm so glad I'm not on the construction team. I'm gonna be honest. Hi, what team are you on? <laughs> I'm doing uh, Crew TV. Crew TV. Yeah, so that's the other cool thing. Is since I've started streaming and started kind of getting into like this whole digital media production shit, I took that opportunity to apply when I was looking for volunteer positions for the um, crews that interested me the most, right? Since you get five preferences, like I was saying, I put my number one preference as Crew TV, somebody who wants to walk around and be able to like live stream the events that are going on to a Twitch channel or come in after somebody has recorded footage for their YouTube channel mm -hmm. and do an editing session on it. So it's going to be a cool opportunity to like learn some shit I'm not super familiar with. It's going to be like a huge event, which I imagine means there's going to be people there that it would be like good to, I don't know, what do they say, rub elbows with or whatever. Yeah. Like some shit like that might be helpful, right? And it's here. It's local. It's in town. So it's not like I've got to drive anywhere for it. That's nice. Yeah. The other cool thing, though, is that the um, crew leads have let me know that the volunteers have been given spaces for sleeping if we want. So if I want to go down there and not have to commute every day back and yeah. forth between here and there, um, I can just, I mean, it's going to be cots and air mattresses, but there'll be space. Would you be a vagrant if they offered you the spot to sleep in? Is that vagrancy? Like, yeah. Technically? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Kerouac life, here I come, motherfuckers. I'm going to bring bottles of wine with me. Jappy Ryder. Woo! Um, it should be fun, though. And they're going to feed me, which is nice. That's two, really cool. You get two free meals a day, and then sleep on, on a fucking cot, wherever, in the convention center. So it's basically uh, prison. It's e-prison. <laughs> it's e-prison. So it's really like a land party. This as is far as basically going to be, there, there's going to be some sick experiment where they're going to pit the teams against each other. And oh, God, I don't want to be Stanford prison. No, yeah. I'm not interested. That'd be fucked up. Well, that was it, right? The Stanford prison experiment? That's what we're referencing? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure I got it right. <laughs> so hopefully let's hopefully it's nothing like that. <laughs> so you're going you're going to this, you're gonna you're gonna be part of a crew that shoots video of the happenings. And edits the videos and stuff. And yeah. edits the videos. That's not a twenty four hour 
day job, but the no. convention goes on. Twenty-four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. twenty-four so, for three days. So what are you trying to get in between oh, sleeping, so pooping, and and shooting video? Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't really given it much thought yet. So I guess off the top of my head, I know there's going to be like tabletop areas. I'll probably go check some of that out. Maybe play some board games with strangers and shit. That'd be cool. Um, you know, if my anxiety lets me play nice with others during right. this weekend. If not, then I'll probably just hang out in one of the land centers and just use a computer and play games like I would. The reg. Just be, yeah, rego brand. Maybe I'll watch some of the, like, BYOC tournament stuff. Yeah. Like, there's, like, some, you know, like, lower-scale Dota 2 and lower-scale CSGO tournaments beyond just... There's the official ones that are happening there sure. also. But, yeah, there's some BYOC land tournaments that are being set up. I might go just hang out with some of those kids and see what goes on. Yeah, yeah. I bet there'll be a smite gathering, being it's Atlanta. Yeah. Hometown and all that. Be plenty of that, but you know who cares about mobas like that? <laughs> Dude, not many. Not that's, many. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, I'm not a big moba fan. No, I'm not a big smite fan. You see that um, Blizzard was giving some people a hard time because they were intentionally throwing matches of Heroes of the Storm just to get the skins. Nah. Yeah, so they can play our moba, but play it right. Ah. Uh... I still haven't gotten my skin though. I should download Hots. <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, no, no. I, I'm okay I, with the 2.0. I won't enjoy it. I just want my skins in Overwatch. <laughs> if you guys understand any of those references, then you know you probably belong here. So please stick around. And come to DreamHack. <laughs> and come to DreamHack, July 21st through July 23rd. Anything else about DreamHack? No? No. I think we're good on DreamHack. You took me on a date there was the a, other day. It was a mandate. Yes. We had a mandate. It was mandated by the heavens. And the Taco Depots. Uh-huh. We went to uh, Taco Depot, one of my favorite eateries. Um, I've written a Yelp review or two about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you read me one of those Yelp reviews. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. It's the only thing I write about like <laughs> that. So we started at the depots. True. Facts. Um, you got the, the wonderful tacos there. If you're ever at the corner of... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm not going to plug it. Just go. Yeah, just go to Taco Depot. Um, in whatever town you live in, yeah, go to the Taco Depot Taco there. Depot. I promise it'll be food. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. So we went there, yeah. um, and then we laid around for a while discussing, you know, the queries of the universe mm-hmm. and uh, digest. And then we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. That's the official title yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen it. Look that up. It was uh, all the characters from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Some new ones. That's your full review. <laughs> it was definitely feature un- length. Unfortunately, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I I felt like the whole time I was being jabbed in the ribs and be like, hey, remember we're the Guardians of the Galaxy? We did the thing one time. Mm-hmm. Very self referential throughout the whole thing, um, and I just feel like it was lazily written. It was a story that you've seen a hundred times on the TV show Family Ties. Yeah. And that's it. That's but in space. It went, but in space. Family Ties with, in space. Yeah, with space dads and space stepdads. And, yeah. And I just like feel like they're resting on the cool story the first movie told. And that was it. There was no more... There was no more uh, anything added to it. I, I just wasn't impressed with it. It felt very lazy to me. Brandon. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Because I think you have stronger feelings than the ones I just expressed. Right. I do agree with everything you said. Absolutely. I think it was lazy. And I think it was... Um, it, it was a, a 
thinly veiled attempt at a cash grab for a franchise that kind of broke out and excitedly made more of an impact than I than I think people expected it to the first time. Like the first Guardians was a bigger flick than I think Marvel thought it was going to be. Agreed. So they they were kind of riding those coattails uh it, to their own detriment in my opinion, dude. Yes, I agree it was lazily written and to this end especially, everyone. Autism is not funny. I'm just going to I'm just going to say that real fast. It is a real mental illness. So you want to talk about lazy writing? You want to talk about tropes? You want to talk about the problems of diminishing a, like human experience? That film nailed it in that regard. And that's a bad thing. I don't know if anybody can tell. Detractor. Yeah, no, this is classic brand detraction. But uh, listen, go watch that movie and just let me know if you disagree. That's fine. I would love to have that conversation. But Drax is not funny. And... It's not just the writing, it's the representation of his character that really irked me. That was what really bothered me through the whole film. There are plenty of other things that were wrong with that movie. There were a couple of things right with it, i.e. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hashtag. That's one of the only things that I actually took away from that film that I enjoyed. But yeah, also all that family ties, you're not my real dad. Nah, been there, done that. I when I walked out of the movie, I said tropes the movie. Yeah, not based on the book. <laughs> Loosely adapted from the television show. <laughs> tropes. Teleplay. The teleplay tropes Ugh, in three acts. Too many. Fuck. Yeah, that that I, was. I just. I really enjoyed. Wasn't good. I really enjoyed the first movie. Me too. I wasn't expecting as much from it, and if they had stayed true to that, I feel like I would have enjoyed this more. I I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is the most aware section of the Marvel Universe in the Marvel Universe. They're aware of the Kree, they're aware of Thanos, they're aware of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, in, in as to, powerful. As Infinity Stones, not right. just as, oh, the Tesseract is this fancy thing, or oh, it's yeah. an Infinity Stone. Even Vision in the Avengers flicks is like, I don't know what this thing is in my exactly. head. But yeah, they're aware in of their it. Their section Guardians. of the universe, Guardians, because there's so many worlds, it spans so many different people yeah. and, and, and races. It's... Um, they are the, it's the biggest universe in the Marvel Universe, I feel like. Yeah. And there's so much potential there for great storytelling. There's so many great stories that have unfo unfolded in that universe. And all we have this time... I'm going to spoil the movie for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, Do not it. sorry. I'm going to save you some time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Star-Lord's dad shows up. And it's the classic, I'm not going to accept you because you haven't been around. And this is the reason I wasn't around. And I start to accept you, and oh, I've been betrayed. And then that's it. And then we fight against him, and that's it. Yep. That's the fucking movie. Yep. It's such a lazy story, and I want so much more for my thirteen dollars. Yeah, when you start to compare it in that consumer capitalist way, especially that's me. Sorry, it's guys. disgusting. I'm with you on that, man. I mean, the fact that we paid, well, the fact that you paid <laughs> an amount of money for the both of us to have that experience is disheartening. It's disheartening to think that um, we have a consumer culture who is ready to just accept tropes the film so that they can get on with whatever the next thing is they need to go buy. If I was going to rate it, I won't. <laughs> not worth rating. No, no, it's just not going to be distilled to such a simplistic number or star. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you enjoy the characters, go see it. 
when it hits the dollar theater and like enjoy it for the parts you can and then just be aware of some of the bullshit that it tries to pull on you yeah with you know belittling people if you have a raspberry pi the film is worth watching (laughs) i'll give you that that's about it beautiful visuals (laughs) the the music sucks in it the music Uh, does suck the the first movie had a great soundtrack that's i I just was not a fan of at all the one good piece of music was in the credits the p-funk song yeah yeah it's flashlight flashlight thank you yeah and that wasn't safe for the credits it wasn't even in the movie the fuck out of Right. You can't even put P Funk in the movie. Because you know, they couldn't even put well no, I'm not gonna go there. No, no, no. Go see it if you want. If you don't, fine, don't. You know, that's the kind of the motto here. Yeah. If you wanna do something, do that. And if you don't, don't. That's not who the fuck are we? I'll tell you who the fuck we are. We're some motherfuckers who have a greenhouse in our lives now. True. There's a uh, recent addition to Brand's home. He's got a, a greenhouse. Just ready to be skinned out back. Ready to be skinned? Wow, yeah. when you put it like that. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm there with it. Um, so what are you, what are your plans for this space? So far it's, uh, sticks, right? So it's like a frame on a, a wooden foundation that we're, we were going to put corrugated R panel over it. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the, for anybody who doesn't know, corrugated, uh, R panel is like a plastic, um, well, it's Maybe. like a, it's like a polyurethane, I think actually. It's like a polyurethane panel that's, uh, I mean, corrugated means, you know, kind of rigid, rid, like rigid in that the word, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm having a real hard time with that. Corrugated, what would be like a synonym? Yeah, it's pretty much standalone corrugated. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty standalone term. Yeah. If you don't know what corrugated is, look at the fuck up anyway. <laughs> there's, there's different panels of plastic or fiberglass or tin. They're shaped in, in it's waves, it's, it's rectangular pieces that have waves in the middle for right for strength think that only clear yeah that's what that is anyway so we were going to do corrugated r panel to bring it back however corrugated r panel is fucking expensive it's expensive big greenhouse knows that yeah of course they do they're keeping you down yeah the big greenhouse fucking the greenhouse depot those motherfuckers (laughs) the green depot so to finish the thing, to do the last like half of the job was going to cost more than twice the amount of money that we already spent to just do frame it. So what I think we're going to do instead is we're going to do like a plastic sheeting, um, like literally like sheets though, like kind of wavy millile- millimeters thick yeah, like sheets. Four or five mils thick. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It comes on like rolls. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to wrap the house basically in that. That'll be more conducive like thermally too. You think so? Yeah. Okay, tight. Because uh, I thought the R panel would actually be more uh, insul- insulating. This would be, you can wrap whole sides. There won't be seams. There won't be mm. gaps. It's all one cohesive piece of wrap. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So, later year, bought me one of these to do separate Yeah, so it doesn't, like, fry everything in there. Okay, so cookies and food. <laughs> What are you growing? Steamed vegetables? <laughs> uh, right, so we decided, I think, to do this, um, this like, plastic uh, roll to do it, uh, because that's only going to end up being, like, I don't know, some odd, like, 100 and something, 200 bucks or something to mm-hmm. buy the whole thing. And then we'll put the R-panel on the roof. That makes sense. It needs sturdy roof. Yeah. And uh, so we did the shed roof, right? So the nice. R-panel will also be good because it'll help kind of weather protect the thing and it'll have good runoff. Which means then I can install a gutter system. Collect rainwater. As well, we'll collect the rainwater, which 
illegal. You have to look into that. Yeah, it's legal here. It's legal here? It's legal here, yeah. I mean, if it were illegal, I wouldn't have even mentioned it on this fucking podcast. Right, I guess I just kind of, I operate the same everywhere. Yeah, it's, no, it's legal, everyone. Don't, don't research that. No, but if you do, I'm serious, it is. It's legal. In, um, in our county and everything where we live, uh, you can totally collect rainwater. There are limitations, of course, like about, I don't know, like how much and where and why. But for my purposes and uh, with the amount that I'm collecting, I'm well within what I'm supposed to be doing. So it should be fine. Um, yeah, that should be pretty self-sufficient, which I'm excited about. I'm into that. Yeah. And then the other aspect of it that's self-sufficient is that it'll start feeding the house. Nice. I'm stoked. And feeding non-processed, non-salted bullshit. Yeah. That'll be a thing. Yeah. My household has taken on this uh, like kind of dietary change. Um, so we all, like my whole family all lives together. It's like my younger brother, my parents, and I, because we're all trying to, you know, earn money in this crazy mixed up late stage capitalist environment and uh as entrepreneurs we don't all earn a lot of money so we have to kind of pool our resources <laughs> which puts us under one roof um presently at least uh it's worked out pretty well but uh, one of the ways it's especially worked out is that i've been able to kind of help my folks in their you know later years now change some of the ways that they haven't been prior paying attention to their health specifically in the foods they eat i mean they've just been processed shit and order out every night kind of people for, everything they're convenient people yeah for everything for a long time and uh in a lot of this like kind of neo-lib hippie bullshit that i'm doing with this greenhouse i've been able to convince them that it's better for us to grow these whole foods and to trademark a yeah, trademark <laughs> uh and so i've been able to kind of get us to this point where uh, they're excited now at the prospect of me growing certain things for our you know uh dinners and just to kind of keep stocked around the house in case somebody wants something that's not a bag of chips or fucking, you know, like microwave that. Dehydrated spuds with a handful of salt. Or yeah. Oh, there's so much dehydrated spuds in the cabinets right now. I can't wait till we're not doing that anymore. Nice. Christ. That's so, how, yeah. so, you, so in doing this, you're looking to eat the Whole Foods trademark <laughs> and um, open up a different method of cooking, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're can not just whole food, but you're open for the convenience to be kind of set aside because you have a little more free time right. between your capitalist endeavors. So you can help with the prep work that will make it easier for them to achieve the better eating goal. Right. Absolutely. So, like, what are some of the things you're looking forward to growing and, and then cooking? How, how are you going to start cooking? I really, right now, I'm very excited to grow a lot of um, greens especially like I want to grow like spinach and arugula. I want to grow mm-hmm. artichoke. I want to grow broccoli. Um, my mom hates broccoli. Which I do is, too. That's the smell of you broccoli. Do? I'll vomit. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's mm-hmm. so unfortunate. It's probably like a holdover from some childhood trauma bullshit, but yeah, probably like you got beaten with a stalk of broccoli. <laughs> I talk it? about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, I, uh, want to grow a lot of greens. I want to grow like, I think I also want to grow a lot of, um, like, root vegetables, okay. like, around the house. Squash and potatoes around the house. Dig. Like, those two things, especially, those are kind of basic. Like, those are, or those are like, fundamental. You kind of have to have them. You could grow those in the yard, not in the greenhouse, too. True. 
So they might even actually fare better if they're grown just in crates in the gr- on the ground. I guess the greenhouse. So when I think about these two things, they're actually a little dissociated because the greenhouse is more going to be for like the herbs and stuff that I end up growing to like make you know my balms and tinctures and because I do herbal. So if in case anybody's listening and you didn't know this, Brand Hop makes freaking candles and herbal oils and balms and crap um, and crap. That's a good sell. Uh, so I, I really am trying to actually, now that I think about it, the greenhouse will be more relegated to growing herbs. Are you going to be distilling for essential oils? I want to, but the distiller that I have right now is a pretty shoddy piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, I would need like a way more advanced, um, or like a way more secure So you've distiller. got, you've got Still. coral fang, <laughs> but you really need Sing Sing Death House. Yes. Okay. Yeah, if we want to put it into that sick analogy, then absolutely, <laughs> okay, that's where I'm enough. at. Yeah, I'm on Coral Fang status. Uh, so I have a, I have a still, but it's um, it's Potatoes. just a cheap, it's just still. a cheap, it's just a, yeah, I could, I got a vodka still basically. Ooh. Like I could make vodka. Stay tuned. We'll be blind next podcast. <laughs> but I don't have a good one for like I would need um. It would need to be like one of those kind of glass, like scientific yeah. stills with like that like really kind lab. of encapsulates. Yeah, like a meth lab. <laughs> um, that would really encapsulate the uh, uh, the vapor. Like what I've got right now has a lot of room for escape, and okay. um, it's hard. It's actually really hard to uh, recool the vapor mm-hmm. with the current setup because it's got the uh, so it has the it has the boiling pot where you put all of your stuff, like all of your herb, and then you also put like all the water in there. Yeah? Correct. But when the when that vaporizes and comes through the um, copper, the fucking copper goes into a tiny, uh, the the um, the smaller pot where like you're supposed to have ice cold water to re yes. to you know recool all the vapor back down to to condense it back down to water. Um, that's right on it sits on top of the boiling pot. So never does the water get cold enough for it to work. So vapor is coming out the end where the liquid should be. The liquid comes out the end, but it's not to the concentration and it's not to the quality that it so could be. So you'd have be. to waste a lot of product exactly. and then redistill it yes. to get it to the concentration that you would need. Yes. Yeah, that's stupid. Right. So I have wasteful. So it's good for like not what I'm trying to do. It'd be good for things like I mean, it really kind of is like a moonshine still, to be honest. Which is legal in Georgia. Yes. Okay. Another thing. Up to so many gallons you can make for private consumption. I've looked. Also of made, course. Uh, <laughs> of course I have. Uh, I've also made wine this year. It came out really well. Oh, yeah, you did. I, you still owe me a bottle of that wine. All right, we'll get it. I'm excited. It's 15.5%. And and you don't want a whole bottle. No. Oh, okay. Maybe it's like a... We'll just split a bottle. Okay. Torn. I'm down. That's a cross between torn up and, and turn. Torn. Torn? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> We'll go off because it just sounds appropriate for being like shitty. Homemade wine drunk? I'm yeah, torn. I'm torn. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, so I guess this. yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point though with the with the uh, root vegetables and the and the greens and stuff. Those are all gonna end up just getting grown in the ground. Or like a raised box. The, we can make a raised box. That'd be cool. Yeah, for or probably like cheaper. Railroad ties. Yeah, just railroad ties, which are even cheaper, yeah. and then just figure it out. I'm into that. So I'm into the idea of fresh potatoes. You know, that's my Irishman. Yeah, speaking heard. Um, I also like to cook, so to know where there's some fresh herbs all the time. Mm-hmm. We typically hang out on Monday nights, cast 
So I'll be able to come once a week and get my herbs. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Stop by yeah. weekly. Yeah. I like to, uh, I remember there was a, a dark time, a, a uh, time where I was in some poverty and the, had a roommate who grew two types of basil on the back porch. Mm-hmm. We had the classic Italian basil. And then there was Thai basil, purple Thai basil. Oh, yeah. So I ate a lot of ramen, and that basil really made it something special. I get a nice bunch of the basil, and I'd roll the leaves up, and I'd do the chiffonade. What's a chiffonade? Chiffonade's a type of chop where you roll the leaves, and then you get long strips. And when you're putting that into, like, a broth, it, it does two things. It roughs up the, the basil. Uh-huh. There's so many fine cuts, it really seals into the broth. I feel like that's something I should know. So it, like, <laughs> it heavily flavors the broth, which, you know, if you had ramen, not a lot of flavor there. No. So I, I, Shit comes in a packet, everyone. It's a powder, mm-hmm. so. I would, um, <laughs> I'd crack an egg in it, and I'd, I'd whip my egg into the cooked ramen. Yeah. So I'd get ribbons of the egg, my chiffonade basil in there, and if I had some other vegetables in the house, I'd, you know, microwave them and then put them in the ramen too. Naturally, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you can't do it all like that. Fuck it. Exactly. Trying to eat ramen. Yeah. Trying to eat for 10 cents. There's only so far I'm willing to go to gussy that up. Yeah. Is it edible now? Okay, let's move forward. Uh-huh. Like, I've got some carrots. Fuck, I'll at least put the carrots in it. That's how I do it. For sure. I've grown to love pho in, yeah. in, in a, a different style of soup than more than ramen. I've been to the fancy, like, ramen places. Yeah. I don't really care for good ramen. I like ramen in the packet, or I like actual pho. I actually am the same way. There's a ramen place down the street from here. Um, that I've been to a few times that, like, it's pretty good. And I like the fact that it's a place where you can order more noodles for, like, a dollar. Yeah, you know, and you that. can just get, yeah, that's cool. But between the two, like, if I had to go there or if I had to go get pho from somewhere, I'll go get pho. Like, hands for down. Real. every time. Pho real. Anytime. Hands down. Love pho. There's a place that I've been going for a long time. They do, the beef is actually very thinly sliced raw filet mignon. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's wonderful. 24-7. So I've been in there, obliterated a lot. Wait, is that the same place you've taken me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I used to get a gallon of soup when I was in there. Do you remember, we went there one time, the first time you took me there, I was trying to, like, match you, yeah. like, uh, bowl for bowl, because you got the XXL bowl, and I was like, I can eat that too! I tried to warn you without belittling it. I know. You... I should have listened. <laughs> it's such I, a big bowl. It's literally it's, a gallon of soup. Yeah, it's too much fucking soup. <laughs> literally a gallon. You have to work your way up to that. It's so real. But, like, you go in there and you see these, like, 100-pound Vietnamese men eating that same huge bowl of soup. Like, it's nothing. I don't mm-hmm. understand the quantity to person size there. I don't know what it is. So good. Um, so I'm looking forward to having some vegetables and stuff for that. I'm really into the idea of growing my own food. The health aspect is secondary to just my self-sustainability. My, sure. You know, that's really what I'm into, is yeah. being able to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I know how to sew so I can mend my clothes. I know how to cook. And I know how to balance a checkbook. My father imparted a lot of these things on me just being out when I was younger yeah. so that I could be self-sufficient. And not that you Solid. always have to be, but that's a good thing to not be. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something to, it's something to have... In the back of your head, just to know you're going to be okay, even if no one is you know, able to help. For if sure. you can handle it, is a good thing. I completely agree. And for the things that you don't grow or aren't, you know, aren't growing for yourself or aren't getting 
you know, from Whole Foods TM, uh, then you can come over to this spot and pick up fucking whatever you need. I'll try to grow whatever I can, you know, and want. I mean, I'm gonna have the the greenhouse is uh, uh, 64 square feet. It's 58 square feet on the inside. So the the inside measurements are 58 square feet. So I have enough room to put like a two or three shelf tiered shelving okay. system, and then maybe even some, hang some stuff from it from okay. the from the roof, um, from the ceiling. So with that much space, I mean, shit, man, like that's a lot of food. You guys don't. Really, I don't know if you know this cast, but you don't really need a large square foot print to to sustain yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need like acres to grow the food you need. The only reason that we farm like that is to sell it. Right. It's an agribusiness move. It's exactly. not really a homesteading kind of move. Exactly. You don't need, you don't, definitely don't need as much. It doesn't take as much water as you think. Right. You guys just start growing. I was really, when I was a kid, I read about victory gardens during World War II. So instead of people growing flowers and lawns, they actually tore their yards up and grew whole gardens out front. And they said that the things that I don't have to buy from the store, the things that don't have to come by truck and we can save the fuel and, and, and send it overseas for the war effort. Say what you will about war, but I'm really serve and, and save and grow their own so that you know we could right <laughs> and that's what i'm going for with this house is for us to try to be the superpower that i know we can be exactly by being self-sustaining as much as possible right uh, pipe shotguns are being manufactured in the room next door <laughs> the, the still is going to be going full blast now it's basically rust in preparation <laughs> in preparation for my real uh a self-sustaining lifestyle. I mean, we have been to, building a lot of bases in rust lately. You're you're gonna these these skills are gonna be put to a test. Yeah. Donald Trump is gonna talk us into World War Three soon enough. Right. So you know the trucks are gonna stop rolling. All right. I'm glad that I'll be able to provide something to that post-America culture. The fact that I'll I'll have the I'll be the you know the like apothecary. Like yeah. come to my herb shop. <laughs> so a duck walks into an apothecary. Oh, God, okay. Shopkeep says, what do you have? He says, I'll have some lip balm. Put it on my gun. Oh, my God. That was an old joke from the first World of Warcraft. When you type slash joke, uh-huh. that was one of the warrior jokes. You're nice. welcome. Internet. Nice. It didn't die. I think we're out for the day. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you people anymore. <laughs> he's, t- he's looking at me when he says that. Don't worry, everyone. It's not you, it's me. It's, it's all of us. It's all of us, all the time. So, we've got a Facebook page. Yes. Facebook.com slash Bearded Lazy. Bearded Lazy. If you have feelings about the things we talk about, I'd like to hear them there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have something that you'd like to know how we feel about, you know, put it up there. We might grace it with a response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I'd like to get a little back and forth going here if you guys are into what you're hearing. This is our second episode, so you know, nothing's set in stone yet. And if you want to know in more short form about what we've got going on, you can go to twitter.com forward slash bearded lazy and see what we have to say in 140 characters or less in case you don't feel like listening to this. Word. Word. So this is now on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you're on Google Play looking for podcasts, you could probably just go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get it, go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. What the fuck's wrong Rick? with you? <laughs> we got an RSS feed. You can uh, follow us there if you're still using 
RSS like that. Yeah. People are not making the aggregate as much or using the aggregate as much now. No, they just have a direct plug-in. Yeah, they can get exactly what they need from, like, Stitcher or whatever, like, podcast app. If they build their own RSS feed, I know some people that have had that taken out of Safari. (laughs) So people were really upset over that? Very specific with people. Yeah, obviously. Shit. Well, for Bearded Lazy, I've been Bran. And I've been Joel. And you've been the listener.